0: welcome to the fantasy nascar podcast you can follow me on twitter at race for the prize you may also go to racefortheprize.com that's where you can find information about accessing the daily fantasy nascar spreadsheet 30 dollars for the month of february it's not a lot you get all the las vegas all the atlanta all the daytona but if that doesn't work for you on a given weekend you can jump in 12 bucks for daytona or 12 bucks for atlanta or las vegas you simply Venmo, PayPal, Cash App, the money to me, and I add you to the sheet. You can also see upcoming live shows. The duels on Thursday, Daytona, Daytona Xfinity 500, it's all there. Today, I want to talk about the truck series. We've done a lot of Daytona coverage already, so I'm going to take a little bit of a break from the Daytona coverage. We've done a lot, we'll let it lay in a wait. And I want to talk about something significant to the truck series, maybe not so much the Plate race coming up, although it does factor into the plate race. Maybe more of a tie into the live shows of maybe why I won't do as many truck series live shows and why I don't always lean heavily into the truck series. And it's because, without bearing the lead here, the truck series is highly dependent upon restarts. And you cannot accurately predict restarts. No one has that data. And even if they had that data, it wouldn't be very predictive you just have overall finishes and you just got to take that and assume that a driver has been better on restarts that's a scary assumption i'm being completely honest i'm being completely transparent i don't have to lock in with a credit card or sell a big time package or make big time promises and it's another reason why i'm probably not going to come up onto a truck series live shows because and i might But if I do, then you need to hear this honest answer that if I talk to you for an hour during a truck series race, or if I go for a live hour answering questions, it's not going to be that honest. You're going to ask me to make picks. We might talk ownership or leverage. We may think about the simulations and the projections and you will spend an hour with me. And then at the very end, I will have to stop and say to you, oh, by the way, the truck series winners and losers and in fact, effect, affects drivers all the way up and down the board. It just comes down to a late-race restart, or any restart, and that's how you make your gains. And we can't really predict that, so you just wasted an hour with me. Thanks. Uh, send me a Super Chat, appreciate it. I don't wanna do that to you. I don't like to do that to you, and I don't mean to do that to disparage the Truck Series product. It is what it is, it's fine. It's basically that 2019 Cup Series package that you didn't like. You can't pass. The cars get spread out, they turn laps, they're all pretty equal. What really matters is restarts. And you say, well, the better car, no. And we're talking about trucks, I always do that. How long have I been doing this podcast? 10 years, whatever, I still refer to the trucks as cars. The trucks all have Elmore engines, their bodies are all the same. The difference between the top 10 is basically non-existent. So you can't separate And so it really just depends on who pushes who, who runs three wide, who then runs four wide, around the three wide. You never know what's going to happen because the drivers never really know what's going to happen. You may get a push into turn one, but you don't get to push out of turn two. They all make up their decisions on the fly. These small microaggressions or micro passivities for some drivers determine who moves forward, who moves back, and then because of the racing package, very similar to that 2019 car, it stabilizes and becomes a static lap turner. If the truck series ever gets clear of a restart, which is something that they don't always do, because as I mentioned, it's all about pushes, side drafting, running side by side, wider tracks can be safer, but as you look at some of the Las Vegas data, although on the screen you see Kansas data, and the reason I'm using Kansas data, Just to prove a point, but also as I look at Las Vegas in the coming weeks, I'll look at Kansas because it's just the more recent 1.5 mile race. I really don't want to go all the way back to February 2023 to determine speed. You can use that February Las Vegas race to get an idea of the racing at Las Vegas and the restarts at Las Vegas, but it's not going to help you identify fast drivers or fast trucks, or at least I think Kansas would be much more effective. But once they get clear of a restart, then it's lap turning and we're good. And that becomes predictive of hog points, fast laps, and laps led. But there's always the situation or possibility that one of those drivers that gets clear and is able to lead laps wasn't really one of the guys that was identified in the practice sheets. When you went to RaceForThePrize.com and you got the lap by lap data and you're able to find drivers that you thought looked very comfortable looked very fast and a good starting position and then they just didn't get the restart that they needed and so in a short race with an elevated price tag that driver does not end up being optimal simply because of a restart the guys that are going to look good on the tout shows the drivers that are going to look good on paper that are going to look good based on current form track history that are going to look good based on the laps that they're down in practice they're going to be discussed in the chats they're going to be discussed by the touts and then there's going to be the route of well now we play them or no we don't play with the ownership and that becomes the conversation we can look at the laps the show can look at the laps the people can look at the laps the chat can look at the laps and they can look in all the data they want and they can also predict ownership and then we can play games and discussions and have combos about game theory and leverage and projectors and simulators. And then the one thing that is not getting discussed, the one thing that would be a one minute conversation show over, why did you tune in? No super chats to me, no signups. Is that it's going to come down to restarts and you're going to see winning lineups turn into losing lineups, pumpkins, and Cinderella stories out of nowhere. And the best example is the most recent example. Christian Eckes won the Kansas race on the late race restart. He made the right move from fourth, takes first. You look at his average running position, 5.1, it was really good. You can look at the data and see that he ran the second most last inside the top five. He was right there all day, but he was in fifth all day, but it's the truck series. If you can line up in those first three rows on the final restart, you got a chance at a win. You got a chance at breaking through. He was fast enough. And you may be saying, well, he's, uh, he's really fast. Even drivers that were more of a top 10, were right there. We'll show you that as well. Ek 5.1 average running position. That was worse than Haim with 4.1. That was worse than Zane Smith with 4.8. Just slightly better than Josef at 5.3. Nick Sanchez had a 3.6. Those are all really good average running positions. They were up front all day. It was anyone's race. Hard to predict. But even harder to predict when it just comes down to a restart and they are all freaking equal. I mean, did you look and see who finished second and third? Taylor Gray. He wasn't quite as top five fast, but he was top 10 fast. And in the truck series, if you can remain on that lead lap and you get some late race restarts, you can take that 9.1 average running position, and you finish second. Matt Benedetto in that Rackley WA car. R car. Truck. <laughs> things you wanna mess up there. DiBenedetto's not gonna be with us this year, but Dylan will be. And if that truck can be inside the top 10, for those final restarts, all bets are off. If you get the right push, if you make the right move, if the guys in front of you run four wide and you stack up and work together with another guy, you zoom past them and leap for all five, six, seven spots. And all of a sudden you're in the optimal lineup and the drivers that weren't are gone. And we will find out, we will realize, we will come to the conclusion that we wasted an hour of our day talking about the guys that look good on paper. And then talking about the guys that look good on paper and fading their ownership and never really addressing the one issue that requires about one minute of a conversation It's that the truck series like it or love it i am by no means trying to disparage this product this is just the product if you don't like it don't watch it if you don't like it for dfs don't play it but i'm not going to lie to you i'm not going to deceive you i'm going to be straightforward and honest with you your success rate in the trucks is building more lineups for a lower payout and admitting and accepting coming to Jesus. Come on in, we're beginning Lent. Say what you've done wrong, although this is Fat Tuesday, so you still get to eat your Pachkis and your king cakes, and you still get to misbehave for one day. But you got to repent tomorrow, folks. And a part of that repentance is admitting that this is out of your control. Like, are we all of a sudden going to get into the serenity prayer? This is out of your control. You're going to have a hard time predicting who is good at restarts. Who's going to win them? Who's going to lose them? Who's even going to be in contention? You have a good idea who's going to be battling. But in this case, like, you expect like a Ben Rhodes to be in this race. He's not there. Or be like, oh, I love Ben Rhodes on restarts. Well, he had a bad day, so he wasn't a part of the conversation. We have to admit that it does heavily come down to restarts. Truck Series racing comes down to restarts. And a lot of that data prediction is out of our control. It's out of my control. I know, it's a terrible, terrible sell. I'm not going to buy your sheets. Well, honestly, you, know, you don't need to watch any of the Truck Series shows or listen to the Truck Series podcast other than this moment right here. Uh, truck series content, probably not worth anything, but this data, which you can go through at raceoftheprize.com is gonna give you some sort of an idea. At least it shows you visually what happens, whether it allows you to predict, it is giving you that come to Jesus moment, that realization that a lot of DFS trucks is out of control because of the package of racing and how the restarts play out at the intermediate tracks. This isn't cross the board short track. Short tracks can be different stories, but at the 1.5s, which we have coming up at Las Vegas, it's about restarts, and we can look through, we can show you how guys jump up, they jump down, and then they, they run stabilized. So if we go up into the first caution, you can see Sanchez starts in the front row, has a good start? Not too surprising, right? First start of the race. No one's going all out. Nothing bananas. Like, hey, let's not wreck the cars on the first lap. We do see Ben Rhodes, though, jump from sixth to second. And Purdy drops from first to third. Majewski drops from third to seventh. And that's where they stay. You think restarts matter? There it is. What if you were all in on Majeski leading laps and the way that these trucks play out It is very difficult to climb your way through traffic pit stops matter majeski later on will have a slow pit stop pretty much throws him out of contention pit stops matter we've got the pit stop data actually when they pit when the cautions fall with these short short stages that'll get addressed on shows that'll be talked about flipping stages truck series races at intermediate tracks and short tracks can sometimes run like road course races we'll talk about that in another podcast down the road that's a popular concept and that's fine but even then flipping a stage doesn't matter when oh i flipped the stage now it's my turn and then oh we are sorry someone else got to push in the restart you just flip the stage now you're on slightly older tires and you're right back in traffic Ba-ba-da-ba-da. We can see, let's look at uh, stage two runs green. And so again, we'll just look at how the restart played out here. I think it was actually halfway decent, didn't go too crazy. See who are the big movers. Oh yeah, you get Carson Hosever. Big time, moved to fourth, works by second. Actually is able to run down Nick Sanchez. Sanchez has a decent start, holds on. Corey Heim drops. And that's the guy you're paying for this guy you need to lead laps that's the guy you need to run fast laps and then restart tactics. it's unavoidable that these restarts are going to move people throughout the field and i'm just looking at top tier drivers not even the cheapies but, i mean the biggest point of all is just simply look and see at the very end of the race how this winning lineup at kansas somebody probably got their heart broken i know they did because the thing completely changes the fourth place driver wins sixth place gets second eighth gets third the leader drops the fourth second place drops the fifth and we've got all this topsy turviness. even jesse love who was in the top 10 falls back to 13th you see a little bit of value just disappear and here's another thing that probably doesn't get enough conversation And I know I don't talk about it enough. So we're looking at the final restart for the drivers that are two laps down. Like, what are we doing? We're talking about the final restart for the drivers two laps down, but that is a conversation that has happened in the truck series. And even the restarts for the drivers that are all on the same lap matter because Timmy Hill and Lawless Allen were both starting this race in the back. Timmy Hill and Lawless Allen, We're both priced pretty much the same. Lawless Allen ends up in the optimal lineup. Timmy Hill does not. Lawless Allen scores 32.9 fantasy points. Timmy Hill, 27 fantasy points. Well, we look at the data here. They were both on the lead lap, that final restart. Allen ends up finishing 22nd. Timmy Hill finishes 24th. Allen gains one spot, Hill holds on to his. Had that restart played out differently, what if Hill would have got a good push, ends up at 21, Allen struggles, falls back to 25. There it is. The lineup completely changes. These late race restarts are across the board. It's not just, oh, well, it changed the lap leader. It also changed the value pick. I hate to do this to you. I hate to say that a lot of this is out of your control, but it is a reality and you need to understand that. I'm not saying that ahead of time, so you don't blame me when the truck picks don't work out, although that is nice, but it is one of the reasons why I don't think at the moment I will do truck series Friday night shows. It's Friday night, go have some fun. You don't need to listen to me talk for an hour and then at the end, say, Oh, by the way, just going to come down to a restart. I just stole out of your time. Just trying to save you some time, be honest and transparent um, about how the intermediate track. Tra- hey, you just want to hang out. We want to do hangouts. We can. But I also would just like to hang out with my family. That'll do it for today's podcast. I hope I didn't break your heart. I hope I didn't offend you or anyone. As everyone knows, transparent and honest about these things gotten me into a lot of trouble in the past but and it's probably cost me plenty of sales and opportunities at websites because I don't follow the code and keep the secrets behind the curtain and stick it to the users that's okay I'll never be that big as long as I can get by keep on keeping on uh, RaceSurprise.com. If you want to support this kind of content, if you want to get access to the fancy NASCAR spreadsheet, you want to analyze restarts on your own, then you can dive into that. I would encourage it. Thanks for joining me, guys. Blessed to have you around. Love you. Trip the life's fantastic.